everyone. Thanks for tuning in. We want to invite you to learn more about the heart and vision of City of Lights. So check out our website at cityoflights.church and find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at City Lights Indie. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy today's message. Well, what a difference a week makes, right? Right? Y'all with me? Or a day, or a day. This has been a week um, unlike many that I've experienced in my lifetime. You know, when I think about it, it's interesting. For those of you who are just coming on, maybe you just got out of bed, you're wiping the sleep out of your eye, you're watching online, or you're here We've been in this series called Lent. And in week one, we talked about how because of sin, because of the fallenness in the garden, that we were all born into a sin nature, that we are all broken. And that Christ was not just an option, he was our only option for being redeemed and restored. We in and of ourselves, apart from Christ, are not enough. But we don't have to be. Because he who is more than enough gave his life for us, lived the life we should have lived and died the death we should have died in our place, rising three days later and offering forgiveness of sin and eternal life to all who would receive and believe. That's what we talked about week one. Week two, we talked about this concept that in the garden, God, in, in the earth, God created a home that was a perfect home for his people, a people that were meant to walk with him and fellowship with him and be in unbroken, undivided fellowship. That that was what our home was to be, where heaven and earth are one, are connected, and are in unity. And immediately when sin enters the world, we see that Adam and Eve here are exiled from the home we were intended to and now sent into a lifetime of sojourning and longing for home to be restored. It's the reason why we look around us. If you ever needed a reason or an example of the brokenness of our world, this week would give you a great opportunity to look. People frantically trying to figure things out. Why? Because we don't just have brokenness, we have unique strands of brokenness. Y'all hear me? I mean, that, that's, how, that's how broken it is, is we have diversity in brokenness. Brokenness we didn't even detect before. We got, we've got flu shots, we've got the common cold, but this one, this is almost like, when, we, when I think, when I started hearing somebody describe to me what COVID-19 was, this specific, you know, there's like, it's just a common cold, but it's just a specific strand of common cold. It's like, you know, you've got your family, but then you've got that one family member that's always extra, right? That always comes a little extra something on them, that you can smell their perfume from a mile away, or their cologne, or you just hear them. It's just extra. And here we have extra strands of brokenness. And yet, because of what Christ has done, because of the work of Christ, Christ coming fully God, fully man, coming and living among us, and not only living among us, but when he rose from the dead, as we come alive in him, as we live in his resurrection, now a part of home is on the inside of us. 
And so we have been given, not only have we been restored to fellowship with God and restored in our relationship with God, but now we've been reinstated into our purpose, which was to represent his image in the earth, which was to represent a piece of home and give people a foretaste of what is to come when Christ returns and he makes all things new. And so this morning as we continue with week three, and this is really, you know, it's really going to be more of kind of a setup for a, for, for a prayer moment. Because the focus here, just to remind us, each week is the sense that what Christ has done for us, who God is and what he's created, it's not like we have it all together And then we just invite him over to our party because he's really nice and we're trying to look out for him. He hasn't really connected with a lot of people, so we're just going to invite him over so he can meet all of our friends. No, no, no. He is the guest of honor. He is the expert in the room in any disaster. He is the one, the God, the creator of heavens and earth. I want to read our main text this morning. It's out of Psalms 121 to frame this, and we're just going to continue in this spirit. In Psalms 121, it says, I lift my eyes to the hills from where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep you, keep your going out and coming in from this time forth and forevermore. Just pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you are our keeper. You are our keeper. When I try to think of a time that is close to this, close to this season, the only thing that I can remember in my lifetime that I've experienced something near some of the, the, the global and particularly the national wildness and fear and reactionary um, media and all this, and just really shock. And, and, and I also want to give this caveat. Um, we are all human, and so reacting is a very normal thing. Y'all hear me? Like, I just want us to be real for a moment. Like, we, none of us in here are so saved that you don't ever react in an irrational way, right? Some of y'all just freak out because Ben and Jerry's ran out of your fra- flavor at Kroger, right? Or if your show stopped streaming on Netflix. So I just, I just want to give that because I think in these times when we start talking about faith, we start talking about wisdom, and we start talking about, well, what's this church doing? What's that church doing? We can get really quick into comparative politics, and start acting like, well, because these people are meeting, then they have this much faith. And because this people are a person staying at home, y'all, we just got to get rid of all that. The bottom line is I remember 9-11, and I was on staff at a church. And I say on staff, that's a really glorified thing. I was technically on staff, but my role was I was the assistant custodian of the church. Uh, so I had an amazing job. And... Um, we were circling, we would have our prayer meetings, so we were, we were circling around just as a regular day, praying and seeking the Lord, and all of a sudden, one of our pastors had come in, 
And he had notified us that a plane had just flown into the World Trade Center, one of the World Trade Center towers, the first plane that had struck. And immediately, immediately, everybody fell to their knees and began crying out in prayer. And that night, I don't know if there was an empty church in the nation (laughs) as people who hadn't been to church in decades were finding a way to get to church and to cry out to God and and, and to beg for mercy and to, to figure out, to find help in that moment. Now, on the scene in Ground Zero in New York, as things began to unfold, there were people that were on the scene and that were moving. It's people that we call first responders. You guys know that term? First responder. And I think that there is a reason why these people are called first responders and not first reactors. When I think of the difference between responding and reacting, I think that someone who is a first responder has a plan. Someone who is a first responder, there is a plan and there is a resolve that something has happened, now it's time to go. It's go time. You know, I think of fire, firemen and, and it's like once they hear the sound, there is a response that has become so automatic that they've trained their self that they know. They're not, free, they're not when, when the alarm goes off, a fireman is not wondering, where did I put my boots? Did somebody put the hose on the truck? No, there is a response that comes because they have practiced a plan. Y'all hear me this morning. And so when something happens, the firemen, they know this is what we're going to do. Police officers, this is what we do. This is how we act. Versus just being a first reactor. I tell you, one of the scariest things about living in the social media age is how quickly your reaction can go global. There is an NFL coach that always says, just pause before you hit send. <laughs> that we can be so quick to react in fear, to react in anger, to react in, in panic and start just doing things. And the problem when you're just reactionary is that you just keep reacting because there's more and more things to react to. There's more and more stimulus. There's now this, there's this fear. And oh, there's this. We didn't know about this. How are we going to handle this? Rather than being able to respond with the plan. Now this message is not about us being so put together that we have the plan and, and the resolve every time something happens. This, this message and, and the reason that we're here isn't because we all figured it out. It's not because we had all the answers to the healthcare system that's broken. It's not because we had all the answers to the education system at many, in many ways that's broken. It's not because we have the answers to all of our relational woes and dealing with every social injustice and racism. It's not that. It's that we have a God who has a plan. Is that we serve a God. There is a God that we see in Psalm 121, the phrase, he is the maker of heaven and earth. It is a reminder that the king that we serve, there is not a thing that's going to happen that he doesn't have a plan for. God was not sitting on the throne freaking out when he heard that his bracket was busted before it even started. 
God was not shaken and disturbed when all of a sudden it wasn't like Jesus was hanging out and Heavenly Father was sitting down there talking, breaking bread, and all of a sudden somebody came in and was like, hey, Jesus, man, I know you died for the common cold, but have you heard about this strand 19? It's like, oh, man, I knew I forgot something. Yo, that was funny. You can laugh at that. Okay, let's not just be so uptight today. You're so afraid to touch the person next to you, like, I don't even want to move. I don't want to laugh or I might get something. Christ is not nervous about a new strand. The work on the cross covered every strand that went before and every strand that will come after. And so we have confidence. We can can come with confidence before the Lord knowing that he has a plan, that he had a plan. The scripture says that Jesus was the lamb that was slain even before the foundations of the world. That means that even before sin entered the world, we already had a savior on deck. There was already a solution. There was already an answer. And so How do we then apply this in such a way that we don't have to get taken up or taken under the undertow of the fear and the panic? Well, that's where it comes to the power of prayer and worship. When we say something like, this is how I fight my battles. You know, one of the things that I heard uh, somebody say during this week, he said, you know what, we should maybe spend some time, a little bit more time preaching out of the Psalter, the Psalter being the Psalms, it's a songbook. Because you see more and more of these psalms and these songs that were being sung. This particular psalm in Psalm 121, it's known as a song of ascent. It was a song that was sung, many believe, as they were on a pilgrimage to the holy city. And not just in that mode, but a song to be sung in the journey, through the struggle, as you're in the trial going from one place to another. And a reminder that I don't have all the answers, but I serve the God who is the maker of heaven and earth. And can I tell you something about him? He's a keeper. We see it six times in this, verse, in this chapter. He's a keeper. Can I tell you, he is a keeper. He is a keeper of your family. He is a keeper of your purpose. There's a lot of people who are finishing this semester of school in a different way than they had anticipated. Can I tell you, he is a keeper of your vocational path. Many people are concerned about their their loved ones, their grandparents, their parents. I just want you to know, he was a keeper last week. He's still a keeper today. And no matter what befalls us, we know there's sickness. We know that there's death. Because of what Christ has done, because of what we have in him in eternal life, whether he heals us and moves in our physical bodies here on this round or in the earth to come, he is a keeper. That is who he is. And when we pray what he says, when we pray and we align our hearts with what he says about our circumstance, what he says about our situation. When we lift up in songs of worship what he says about our identity, what he says about the sickness and the disease that would come against us, it actually allows us to then make wise plans and strategies from a position of authority and power. Because now we are able to align ourselves with the maker 
of heaven and earth. Do you hear me this morning? What am I saying? That's one of the reasons why it's so important that we want to pray. We want our worship songs. We want what we say to be aligned with the truth of God and not just sound good on the radio. Because what we say and declare matters. We don't have all the plans. Can I tell you what we do, what, what we had a piece about doing this weekend may be different than what we do next week. We're playing chess, not checkers. There's a lot of things that are taking place. Literally, there are unprecedented things taking place in our world right now, in our nation, in our state. You know, and, and in this time, our nation is going to be needing a people who can actually inquire of the maker of heavens and earth. Who can come and not just say whatever somebody just posted and spew it and share it and like it and tweet it, but can actually open up this scripture and say, Father, this is what you say. So we're going to align our hearts with this and trust Holy Spirit, you, to give us wisdom, give us understanding in every field. I don't know about you, I have been praying for men and women of God in the healthcare field to rise up. Praying for men and women of God in the political sphere who are Releasing, whether releasing or managing funds, making decisions about children and education and all kinds of things. Lord, let your people rise up. Right now, we need Josephs to rise up all over the place. If those of you who are familiar with the story of Joseph, Joseph was a man who was submitted to God and was obedient to God. And God brought him up in a time before a time of famine. And God gave him the prophetic wisdom to interpret a dream that when the time of famine came, they were actually able to manage the economy in such a way they weren't destroyed. I don't know about you. I think we need some men and women of God like that in this season to be able to look at where we are. And with the Spirit of God, the leadership of the Spirit of God, and the skill that God has given them in their field, shine right now. So this morning, what we want to do is we want to pray. We want to pray for our elected officials. We want to pray over our family. We want to speak and declare healing. We want to release what God's word says in the atmosphere and come into agreement with it. This is the way that we want to respond in faith because our God, he has a plan. Do y'all hear me this morning? Do y'all hear me this morning? Come on, we can open our mouths. God has a plan. And we want to come in alignment with his plan, what he says, and pray a prayer of faith. Now, Everybody go ahead and stand up. I want to ask the people that I've asked to pray to come over here. In your seat, we had a prayer card. There's actually, we're part of a family of churches called Every Nation. We've been, I've been talking with pastors within our Every Nation family over this week. And one of the things we've been talking about is mobilizing each other in prayer. So, um... Brian already turned on the track, so it should be on. Um, you all can come, uh, the four of you can go ahead and come over here on the side. And so what we're going to do here is we, I want you to encourage you to pick up the prayer card. It should, be, it should have been in your seat. Go ahead and grab that. We're going to put the scriptures up here on the screens. We're gonna, uh, they're, they're, each person that comes up, they're going to pray. They're going to read the scripture. And then we're going to pray together. And when I, when I, the reason I'm having us stand up, is because this is not just us watching other people pray. We want to be engaged. Whether you're in the room or whether you're at home, I want to encourage you, if you're at home right now, come and begin to believe with us. Pray with us. 
Shake your kids up. Let's come in together and into an agreement to declare the goodness of God, who God is, what he says over our situation. This is, what, this is the way that the people of God respond, is by aligning our lives with the Lord, with his word. So Jeremiah 33, 3 says, call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and incomprehensible things you do not know. God, we, we ask for your blessing over us this morning as we pray. We ask that you come into this place, into every home that's watching online, and that you fill that place with your spirit. Specifically in this crisis, we ask that you would touch the lives of every medical professional, every medical researcher, every first responder. God, that you would embolden them, that you would strengthen them, especially when the hours get long and when the job gets difficult. God, give us all in our vocation the confidence that you are the one that placed us there. That you are the one that empowers and encourages and puts us in the position to carry out what you have called us to do. God, I ask this blessing over everyone that comes in contact with those that need medical treatment. That you would give them the healing through prayer through medical treatment, through the development of immunizations or any other type of research that is being developed towards this end. Thank you, Jesus. Proverbs 2.6 says, For the Lord gives wisdom, and from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. Father, we agree with your word right now. Father, you are the source of all wisdom and knowledge and understanding. And Father, we ask that every leader, every leader in the government realm, Lord God, from the mayors, the governors, the president, the vice president, everyone, the CDC, Lord God, everyone in charge of making decisions during this time in the governmental offices, Lord God, we ask that you would give them wisdom. Father, we ask that you would raise up leaders in the business realm, the education realm, the health field, Lord God, and that, Lord, your word says that if we ask for wisdom, you give it without finding fault, Lord God. And so we just beseech you for your wisdom. Father, there's wisdom that comes from man, there's natural wisdom, and then there's wisdom from heaven. And we are asking for wisdom from heaven, Lord God. Father, even I just agree with my husband calling for Joseph's to rise up. I pray that you would place kingdom people in every one of those realms, education, business, government, Lord God, Joseph's who have wisdom from heaven to make decisions that will bring solutions, that will bring um, 
Lord, just an ending to this pandemic, Lord God, that you would raise them up in our nation and around the world, Father, kingdom-minded people that will walk in your wisdom. We ask that it would be done here on earth as it is in heaven. And Father, we do ask that as these, uh, even church leaders, Lord, and everyone in leadership positions, as they are making decisions and caring for those under them, Father, that you would refresh and strengthen and restore them, Lord God, that the sleep they get, if they get one hour of sleep, it would feel like eight, Lord God, if they, um, the burdens and the anxiety and the worries that they may be shepherding and caring, Lord God, may they have the grace to cast them on you, Lord, may you lift the burden, may you carry it for them, Father. I pray over the health of the president and the vice president and every governor of every state and every mayor of every city, Lord, that you would strengthen their bodies, that you would strengthen their souls and their spirits, Lord God, that you would give them endurance to fight the good fight until the end. Father, that and as they refresh others, as they come up with ideas and solutions that refresh others, Lord, that as your word says, they themselves would be refreshed and you would restore strength, Lord God, body, soul, and spirit in Jesus' name. Matthew 9 and 36. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. He had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless. Let's pray. Lord, we recognize in a time of panic, fear, we first come confessing, Lord, that we have been always responded with compassion. We may have um, pointed a finger and laughed at, at videos. We may have looked at people in their state of panic um, and just looked at in shock or a place of self-righteousness. As we first confess, Lord, that our hearts haven't had a response of compassion. We want to be your church, God. We want to be your people. And so we first ask, Lord, for a heart of compassion that we would respond the way you would respond, that we would open up our hearts to be your hands and feet to people that are in need, to people that, that are um, without hope today, that are in their homes in, in fear, that we can be our hands and feet and show them truth, show them peace. We ask you, God, to open up our eyes our ears to be able to serve our community in a new way, that we would hear conversations in a different way, um, have a different perspective, God, on how we can serve our families, our community, our neighborhoods. Strip away, Lord, the, the callous that's, been, that's on our hearts, that we would truly respond in a place of compassion. Seven. For God has not given us a spirit of fearfulness, but one of power, love, and sound judgment. Lord, I thank you so much for the privilege of being in agreement. Lord, I thank you for the spirit that you have given us. So in this moment, Lord, we just look at you as our king and we surrender, Lord. We surrender all fear, all anxiety to the unknown, to the things that we cannot control, 
And we are reminded, Lord, that you are in control, that you are God that had a plan before and after, and it's already been done, Lord. I thank you for victory, God. I thank you for what you're doing in this city, in this nation, Lord, in the world, Lord, as this situation, Lord, feels like chaos and unknown and mystery, God. You are a God of a plan, and you've called a people, Lord, to submit to your spirit and respond, Lord, in a way that would showcase and model, Lord, your love, your power. Lord, give us the strength and the wisdom to do so, Lord. Give us the wisdom, Lord, and the strategy to do so, Lord. That in this moment, Lord, in the midst of a chaotic and fearful time for other people, Lord, that we would be the people that would shine light, Lord, and remind and point to you, point to our Savior, point to our King, point to the one that's restored all things, the one that is doing a work, the one that has the truth, Lord, that we would take advantage of this moment, Lord, to share the gospel, Lord. You have good news. Lord, would you make it available in our lips, Lord? Would we open our mouths, Lord, to preach and say who you are and what you've already done in someone that we would deposit all our hope, Lord, that we would deposit all our expectation, that we would deposit, Lord, all our abilities and giftings, Lord, Wait, may we not shy from using our giftings, Lord, for your glory, whether that's a smile, a compassion move, Lord, or whether that's sharing the truth, Lord, that you've already resolved this, Lord. So we just ask, Lord, that you would give us the strength and the wisdom, Lord, to move and model, Lord, what your people, what does your kingdom look like in a moment like this, Lord? That we would respond accordingly, Lord, and that we would raise up and be models of your power, Lord. That if you're moving and healing, Lord, would it be done so, Lord, in our city, in our nation, and in our world, Lord. Thank you for your strength. Thank you for what you've already said is done, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that we can behave as sons and daughters of a kingdom that is unshakable. In Jesus' name. Second Chronicles seven fourteen. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will hear their land. Lord, we do. We just humble ourselves, God. It's the place you call us to be, to be a people who humble ourselves before you, God, who seek your face and who pray. That's what we've come to do, God. We are here to seek your face and to pray. Pray with a prayer of faith, God, that you are the one who can heal the sick. You are the one who can heal the land. God, we thank you that you are the one. We rest in that this morning, that you are the one. So, Father, we come before we, we lay before you this morning. We lay our fears. We lay our anxieties. We lay our trust at your feet. 
that you will do what you've said you will do, that you are doing it now, God, that you will be the one. Father, we will rejoice with you as you are the one. As we turn from our ways, God, as we turn from our desires often to look the other way, God, we turn to you this morning. Father, let it ring deep inside of us that you are the one that we need. You are the one we desire, God. You are the one who will heal this land. Father, we trust you this morning. We seek you this morning, God, as you've called us to do. And God, we do it in joy. We do it in excitement. We do it in surrender, knowing that we can trust that you are the one. And we lean on that this morning. We thank you for the work. We thank you for the work you're doing in our lives. We thank you for the work that you're doing in the lives of those around the world, God. God, we thank you that you give us the opportunity to turn and to seek you. We give you, we give you it all this morning, God. Thank you, Jesus. Can we just lift our hands to the Lord in this posture of prayer? Heavenly Father, we ask you right now, Lord, that you would give us your wisdom from on high. Lord, there's so many decisions that need to be made. There's so many things that are swirling around our world. Lord, I ask that you would align our hearts right now with yours. Lord, that you would align our minds right now with yours, God. Lord, that you would allow, align our hearts, Lord, with the cadence of your truth right now. Lord, I rebuke the spirit of fear. Lord, your word tells us that perfect fear, perfect love cast out all fear. Perfect love cast out all fear. And so we receive your love right now. All over the place, just tell the Lord, say, I receive your love. Say it again, say, I receive your love. Lord, we receive your love. We receive your love. We receive and are reminded this morning that your love was demonstrated through your provision on the cross. Lord, we receive your love and choose this morning to trust that you care for us. We choose this morning to trust that you are seated high upon the throne, that your position is sure and secure. And that your love for us does not waver. Lord, I thank you that you didn't fall asleep on the job. Lord, I thank you that the psalm reminds us that you neither sleep nor slumber. Lord, that nothing happens without you being aware and having provision. And so, Lord, let us find rest in your love this morning. And as we receive your love, we right now, in the name of Jesus and the authority of Jesus, we rebuke you, spirit of fear. We say, spirit of fear, you have no place in us. Our minds and our hearts are the inhabitation of the Lord. We are too full of his love to be filled with fear. And so we command every spirit of fear, every spirit of torment to be cast down. Right now, Lord, I just thank you for this family that you've called us to be a part of. Lord, I pray for every member of our spiritual family here within this community of City of Lights and also 
our extended family and the body of Christ around the world and even all those around. Lord, I pray specifically for our families, Lord, that you would cover us, Lord. Oh, keeper, would you cover us with your healing balm, Lord. Lord, I pray for healing and health over every man, woman, and child in this community. Lord, I pray that you would strengthen us, Lord God, and that you would help us to walk in wisdom in our homes and in our interaction outside of our homes. But Lord, I pray for even those who may be at home right now and fighting symptoms, Lord, that our prayer would be just even extended to comfort and encourage them this morning. Lord, I pray that maybe they weren't able to make it here, but Lord, I thank you that prayer is not limited by walls. Lord, I thank you that even as we lift them up right now, Lord, I pray that they would feel your presence surrounding them. Lord, that they would feel the covering of a spiritual family, a family that is loving them and caring for them and standing in the gap for them. Father, I pray that you would give us, each of us, wisdom in the spheres that you place us in to lead well. Not just lead our families, but to lead and to represent the kingdom in our circles of influence. Lord, would you help us to not just be aligned, but that we would be aligned in such a way with your truth or that now we get to be the representatives and the ambassadors of peace. Lord, I pray that we would respond just like you did, Jesus, in the storm where the peace that was in you changed the atmosphere outside of you, not the other way around. Now, I want to take a moment and actually just pray for one of the specific leaders that's here even in our midst. Um, Ms. LaShonda, would you mind just coming right up here, just up the front row? Josh, would you mind coming up, brother? Josh Easton. You can just stand right there. Kelly, if you want to stand with them. For those of you who don't know these two, Ms. LaShonda, she is the director of the YMCA here, the Avondale Meadows YMCA. And she is not just the director here at the YMCA. She has really become a part of this community and this family here at City of Lights. And our Y centers all over the city are making adjustments and trying to use godly wisdom to see how to best facilitate and serve in this moment, just like so many leaders around. And particularly with us being here, not just renters, but partners, I just want us to cover them. Josh Houston, he serves as the director for Christian Emphasis in our Y centers here in Indianapolis. And we want to join with them, not only in prayer now, there'll be creative ways we can think about how we can serve together to meet the needs of those who need it. But I just want us to extend our faith to them as they're making decisions this week. Can you just reach out your hands to them this morning? Heavenly Father, we thank you for the partnership that you've given us here. Lord, we thank you that even the YMCA was birthed out of people crying out to you in prayer, looking at the world around them and wanting to seek your face for how they can be used to reach many people and to serve many people. Lord, I thank you that we're a part of that legacy. And Lord, that you've placed LaShonda, you've placed Josh in the positions that you have, you've placed our CEO, Derek, and so many others around for such a time as this. Lord, I pray for divine wisdom to meet them in every decision. Lord, I pray for your divine wisdom and strength to be with them, Lord, as they're sorting, sorting through staff and figuring out budgets. Lord, I ask that you would surround them with your strength and your grace, that on those days where they feel particularly weak, 
Lord, that their arms would be lifted up with the prayers of the saints. Lord, I pray your protection over their physical bodies, Lord God, that you would strengthen their immune systems, Lord, as they put themselves on the front lines. Lord, I thank you that you are with them. And Lord, I pray that we would see not just uh, when we get on the other side of this situation, Lord, that right now seems marked by what we have to cut out and what needs to be limited and what might be lost. Lord, I pray that because of your wisdom flowing through your servants, two that we're praying for here and all those in this room and online and abound, Lord, that are trusting you, Lord, that this would not just be, this would not be a time marked by devastation and loss and fear, but it would be a time that we are reminded of the day, Lord, when your people who are called by your name humble themselves, turn from their wicked ways and prayed, sought your face and not just cried out to you, but that you responded, God. Lord, I thank you that you're responding to us, that you're bringing answers, Lord, that you're bringing life, Lord, that you're bringing solutions, and that people whose ears are attentive to you will hear it, Lord. So, Lord, we thank you for the leadership here at the Y, and Lord, we bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Give the Lord some praise. Let's just lift our hands one more time to the Lord. I just want to close us out here in prayer. Lift your hands to the Lord. Lord, we do. We inquire of you. And we ask for your wisdom. We receive your grace. We receive your power to walk out the purpose that you've called us to. Lord, we choose to trust you. Lord, would you attune our hearts to you in such a way that as things change, as the climate changes, as all the things that's swirling around right now ebb and flow, that our hearts would be anchored in you, that our trust would be anchored in you, and that we would respond in faith. In Jesus' name, we receive it. Amen. Can we give him praise? Come on, let's give him praise. Hallelujah! You are faithful and true God. You are a God that sees and hears and responds. Hallelujah. Amen. Thanks again for joining us. Don't forget, you can find us online at cityoflights.church and connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.